Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We want to welcome you to the Fantasy Book Discussion Group. <clears throat> the date is July 22, 2020. Anyway, go ahead, Phoebe. Okay. Um, I am going to talk about um, a book called The Last Night, and that's spelled with a K. Um, and it's by Hilary Bell, which is um, H-I-L-A-R-I-B-E-L-L. And I guess the background of the book is that it follows uh, two main characters. Um, one of them is a nobleman. Uh, he's named Michael. <laughs> and um, so after, I guess, after finishing his schooling, he um, is talking with his dad about uh, what he will do with the rest of his life. And his dad wants him to be a uh, like a basically an accountant for his older brother um, because he's like one of the younger sons of a nobleman there's not a whole lot that like there's nothing that he has to do because his older brothers are gonna do the important stuff um, but uh, Michael would rather just travel around and see the world and stuff and so his father kind of jokingly suggests that he should be a knight errant um, because, well, in the book, you know, knights errant have, like, they're considered kind of um, partly history, partly myth, kind of like Camelot, I guess, and King Arthur. And, but Michael likes the idea, and so he, he um, you know, leaves home and he goes around doing good deeds in exchange for, like, you know, places to stay and stuff. And um, he eventually comes to a town where they're having, like, um, trials, I guess, or just, you know, judging. And um, he sees, like, there's um, a criminal, one of the criminals there um, is named Fisk, and he hears, you know, what the guy is kind of accused of, and he sees like that this um, Fisk, even though he's kind of um, he's obviously worried about his own fate and stuff, he still like he notices you know the guy ahead of him is you know drunk and like unsteady and stuff, and so he unconsciously helps this other guy out, and um, so Michael concludes that Fisk is good at heart you know, despite his criminal activities. And so he, well, in the world, um, if anyone does a crime and they can't, you know, pay, pay back, like, whatever fine they're, they get, um, they have to either, they're going to be sentenced to hard labor or, um, like, whipping. So they have to, you know, either pay back in labor or blood is what they say. And so, you know, Fisk can't pay back what he's owed. And, you know, Michael realizes that um, Fisk's, um, you know, his fine is higher than it should be because the judge has a grudge against him. 
And so Fisk, um, well, no, so Michael uh, pays Fisk's fine. And, um, you know, in the book, that's called um, redeeming someone. And if, uh, if someone is redeemed, then the redeemer has, you know, the redeemer can set whatever price they choose. And um, the, you know, criminal has to meet that price, whatever it is, and or else be unredeemed, which is, you know, really bad. Basically, if you're unredeemed, people can do anything they want to you up to and including murder and there's no legal repercussions because you know it's thought that someone who can't you know pay back what they're what they owe to society or whatever is not worth you know caring about so anyway uh, michael sets um the price that fisk has to um pay back to him as a uh, he wants Fisk to ask, act as his squire. Um, and, you know, anyway, so the book starts out with um, Fisk and Michael are trying to uh, free a woman who is locked in a tower. And, you know, they do do that successfully. Uh, but then they get arrested because it turns out the woman was being held in the tower because she was accused of murder and so uh the book is kind of them having to um try to track her down and you know bring her back for her trial and of course there's you know a lot of trouble with like michael tries to be honest whenever he can and you know no one wants to talk to him you know be, it, when he's being honest because you know like he tries to talk to the accused woman's family to see where she went but of course they won't help him because you know he's honest about why he wants to recapture her and stuff and it's about like you know he and Fisk kind of learning from each other how kind of Fisk is you know um, he has street smarts and he tries to teach Michael to be, you know, less idealistic and more practical. And while Michael kind of teaches him that, you know, he doesn't have to be that cynical all the time and he can trust some people and stuff. And it's really nice. Um, it's the first book of a series. Um, and I guess, yeah, only the first three books of the series are on Bard. Um, but each one kind of works as its own book with, you know, it has a satisfying ending and you're, you can read them without feeling like you're missing anything. Um, so, and each book is kind of like its own little mystery set in this fantasy world. And, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, cool. that's it. Mm -hmm. Sounds kind of interesting. Hello, everybody. Hey, Hello. Hello Sorry I'm late. I almost fell asleep. <laughs> well, I'm not, a one, I'm not usually... going to make a comment since I do it all the time. <laughs> As I say, that's usually Marshall's excuse for not coming. <laughs> well, I did. I almost fell asleep. So here I am. So... 
Um, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, all I right. think you're the only. You and me are the only two that haven't talked, and it's ladies first. Why, thank you, good sir. Thank you. Uh, chivalry is not dead, I guess. That's great. Um, I decided I will talk about a book I just read. It's by Brendan Reichs and Company. I forget the other author's name, but it's Brendan Reichs, who is the son of Kathy Reichs, you know, who wrote the the uh, Temperance Brennan, Brennan series, you know, the mysteries, you know, Hoosie Reichs that wrote all the books about Temperance Brennan and the, um, the TV show Bones came Bones. from her and, you know, all that. So this book is YA. It's called The Dark Deep. And it is the story of a group of kids who uh, go adventuring outside their little town. And there is a pond outside their town that nobody goes to. It's it's uh, supposedly uh, taboo. You know, it's haunted or whatever. Well through a series of unfortunate events, the kids end up going to this pond and going down the cliff to to the pond and discover there's a mysterious island in the center of the pond. And of course, they find that there's a stepping stone path to go to the mysterious <laughs> island. And <laughs> um, they find a mysterious house and I won't tell you about the house but all I will say is <laughs> that they end up discovering that underneath this house or houseboat or whatever is a dark pool and the main part of the story is about what happens to these kids when they go through the pool because they jump in, or they're drawn in, um, and they are um, spit out on the side of the pond. But what happens to them in the meantime, in between those two things, is the whole point of the whole book. And so I won't tell you what's going on, but I will tell you that... It's a ripping good story. It's not anything that's thought-provoking or, you know, it doesn't cover any major issues in, um, you know, like today's society or anything. It, it's just a ripping good tale. And I think I would classify it as fantasy as opposed to science fiction. Um it's kind of one of those tales that's sort of on the borderline between the two, but I think it leads more toward fantasy than than science fiction. But you guys can make your own judgment if you decide to read it. I'm sorry I don't have the um, the DB number, but it is on Bard. 
It's called The Dark Deep, and it's by Brendan Reichs. R-E-I-C-H-S, I think. Reichs, yeah, C-H-S, Reichs. Like, you know, like his mother, uh, same spelling. So that's my book. That is cool, too. Okay, well, I finished off my... Uh, oh, crap, I can't remember the name of the Valdemar series. Oh. Uh, by reading the uh, collection of story short stories um, by various authors... I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know the the authors they they're all kind of Valdemari, but uh, they're not so much the sa- the characters that you know. Uh, the one I enjoyed particularly was one where this. Griffin had been wounded in a battle and this town was kind of putting him off to die and it goes through how he gets rescued and what happens and it's it's enjoyable uh, I'll have to try the dark deep or the because frankly the books I've seen just don't grab me um, anymore. I may have to start reading books for two to four year olds because they're the only ones that seem to sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with Good Night Moon, I suppose. I mean, it's, it's really basic, but you know, what the heck? Oh, well, the Velveteen Rabbit is a little better. <laughs> maybe. I'm just kidding, Marshall. I'm not serious at all. <laughs> no. But I do understand. I mean, there is a marked change in fantasy and also in a lot of literature. It's um it's darker. It's more focused on what's bad in the world, and uh, we've got enough of that around in the in the real world. We don't need fiction that tells you that. Yeah. Well, that's so, not one of my mother's complaints about television, or my sister's complaints about television. All they are are blood, bodies, blood, and I get bullets. You know, they don't have any funny stories like. Oh, two that come to mind are the Beverly Hillbillies and the and Petticoat Junction. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm no. dating myself. Even, you know, the Partridge family, all they are are murder mysteries. And I, we don't need any more murders. No, we don't. 
that's kind of why I've decided uh, this afternoon after finishing um, book 10 in the Destroyerman series that I had enough violence for the time. I'm reading, well, it's not even fantasy. It's not even science fiction. It's, um, it's actually a it's historical romance, but it's called oh, it's Mike. And it's about a girl who leaves Boston in 1910 and goes off uh, to visit her uncle in uh, Cal- Calgary, um, Alberta. Ooh, cool. Uh, and uh, she ends up marrying um, the local Mountie, and he gets sent up north to to wherever the heck it is, 700 miles up north, up in the... Nineveh or the Yukon? Yeah, you know, the boonies, whatever. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's all about their life in the boonies and how they manage and what they do and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's... um, That sounds cool. Is that on Bard? Yeah, it's on Bard. It's called Mrs. Mike. Like I might have to try M-I-K-E. that one. Yeah. Yeah. M-I-K-E, as in, you know, because yeah. her husband's name Mike is Michael. Mike. Yeah. So right. she's Mrs. Mike. Right. So. Yeah. All right, Marshall, your turn. I just did mine. That's right, you did. Oh, okay. All right. So you said you were reading the Voldemort short stories. Okay. All right. Well, I told you I was half asleep. Didn't I tell you? (laughs) What else is there to do? There's, you know, no good books to read, no good things to watch on TV. What's better than sleeping? At least that way the time passes. Well, that's your noticing it. You can always drink and smoke pot. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Well... That's not any fun. I'm waiting to see what happens since Utah just legalized pot. Oh, gosh. Oh. I figure in about five or ten years, they'll find out there's something horrible that happens from it. Yeah, Probably. I mean, heck, when you consider the fact that your prefrontal cortex, which is the more evolved part of your brain, doesn't actually stop developing until you're 25 or 26, and these people are smoking pot when they're 18. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. One of our news stories tonight was about how fire departments are now giving out these anti-opioid kits after they come to a house for one of them. You know, if somebody gets overdoses, they come, and then when they leave, they give another kit so the person can do it again. Oh, my gosh. And it just, well, it just strikes me as kind of dumb. But Yeah, yeah, 